Okay, you guys, um, had a little glitch when we got started. We're off and rolling. I'm Dr. West. Welcome to the podcast. We're going to be talking about natural treatments for energy. And as usual, of course, we have a replay that's going to occur in about an hour. Our free book's going to be up on drjasonwest.live. So if you go there right now, the ebook is available, but it'll be, it will be, it'll be there shortly. So with that being said, I'm so excited to, to welcome everybody. And then let's talk about things that you can do instead of an energy drink, instead of chocolate, instead of coffee, instead of sugar. Like there's a whole bunch of things that we can do that'll really, really help. Now, with that being said, you guys, we do this free show every week. We usually always have an ebook associated with this. And I have a favor for you. And that's this, like, I would really appreciate if you would just give us a like or share or make a comment because it really helps us to know if we're what we can help our audience with. And again, the most frustrating thing that I hear in the office is Dr. West, I wish I would have found you or Dr. Nelson or Shelby before this happened. And with that being said, here it is. I'm so excited to share our, um, our program about energy and energy deficits. So here, check it out. We're going to be talking about energy deficits. You know, it's the biggest common problem that we see in the office. So most of the time people will come in and they'll say, my shoulder hurts. And what they're really saying is, I can't throw a rock. I can't sleep on my side. I can't swing a golf club. I can't hug my spouse. I can't do my hobby. And then when you ask them, is there anything else that's going on? You know what they always say? It's always, I need more energy. Everybody is looking for energy. And one of the reasons why is because stress, whether it's physical stress or emotional stress or financial stress or relationship stress, you know what it does is it chews up energy. And then when your body's looking for something and it goes over and it steals energy from your organs, tissues and cells. And so that's our presentation for tonight. We're going to be talking about natural treatments for energy. And I'm excited to share this with you because it's not always a espresso. It's not always a no dose or an energy drink or caffeine or chocolate or sugar. There's some things that will really help your energy levels that'll actually be good for your body. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I wanted to give a big shout out to my team. This is the West Clinic, and this is what allows us to do these really fun podcasts where everybody's learning some things. It's just going to be great because the team helps us to get these great outcomes. This is a picture of our team with Victoria Bennett. She's come from Texas to the office. She's done some really neat things for her personal life, and it's just fun to take a picture with her. Um, the other thing is, is that we want to talk about natural things to help build your system. And so our second sponsor is personalized organs, tissues, and cells. If your cells are healthy, your organs are healthy, your tissues are healthy, and really how you help people is it's all through that pathway. If the cells are healthy, then you're healthy. And so if you're just joining us, it's natural treatments for energy and we talked a little bit about last night, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we did chronic fatigue syndrome. Last week, we did a little bit on fibromyalgia. This week, it's all about natural energy. So with that being said, let's jump right into the presentation and let's talk about organs, tissues, and cells. And this is why 
blood tests are so important to figure out why people are energy deficient and what we can do about them. That's why it's important to design a protocol based upon the blood test, not a one size fits all. So again, as I mentioned this before, there's a primary concern that people bring into the office. Is it an infection? Is it arthritis? Is it a stomach problem? Is it a thyroid condition? And then when you review everything, it's always a fatigue issue. And I think that fatigue really comes down to these five things, chronic infection, anemia, malnutrition, hormone imbalance, and lack of building blocks. And so with that in mind, I just wanted everybody to be aware of these five things. And let's go through these and figure out how we can help people to live at their optimal level and not just survive. So a quick review of infection. So in my world, there's really two types of infection. When we talk about acute infection, that's when you get a fever. That's when you get an upset stomach. That's when you're in bed. Like something's happening, you get a runny nose. Um, all of your markers go really, really high. And, and almost everybody is aware when they have an infection. That's the seasonal flu. That's the stomach flu. Um, you know, if you have a sliver and it gets infected, you've got pus. If you get acne, you're going to get whiteheads and stuff like that. I mean, that's an acute infection. A chronic infection is where there's an energy seepage in the body. And this is so important. And it's profiled in the medical literature. And it's literally like someone plugged an extension cord into your body and sucked all your energy out. That is what a chronic infection is. And there's an easy way to look for it. Most aren't looking for it. Sorry for the sound problem. Most providers aren't aware of the chronic infection. And so they, they miss it, but it's actually in the king of tests, which is a complete blood cell count with auto differentiation. So let's go through that really quick. I'm not trying to make it into a hematologist on this presentation, but just to look at this, when you do a blood test, a complete blood cell count, the white blood cell count should be six to 8,000, ideally the 7,000. When you have an infection that elevates and it goes high, it goes to 10 or 11 or 12. If it's really, really high, you know, 25, 30, you start, you know, this it's leukemia. So you want the white blood cells, you want them too high. And then if you don't want them too low, we call that, you know, basically uh, neutropenia or really low uh, blood cell count. And then out of those percentages, your neutrophils, your bacterial fighter, should be 60% of your blood test or your complete blood test. And the viral fighters should be 30%. So looking at this again, white blood cell count should be six to eight. Bacterial fighters should be 60%. Viral fighters should be 30%. So if that ratio is off, I like to tell people, look, your white blood cells are like guard dogs, okay? They are, they should be, patrolling your house. And if the bad guys, AKA an infection or an antigen comes in, the guard dogs should chase them off. They should activate and they should happen. Now, so many times what happens is your immune system and your nervous system get used to what's in your blood. So for the instance, like herpes simplex one, that's the cold sore virus or Epstein-Barr that causes mononucleosis or cytomegalovirus or parvovirus or the chickenpox virus, like it can get inside your system 
and it's not enough to make you like sick, like have an acute infection, but it's just kind of bubbling over. It doesn't work very well. So what happens when you run a white blood cell test, a, a CBC, the white blood cell is either normal and decreased and the lymphocyte, which is your viral fighter, usually increases at least 20%. So it's 36 or more. So a lot of times health providers, they look at this complete blood cell count and they're like, oh, well, the count 6.5. And then they look down the numbers and they're like, well, the neutrophils are 40, the lymphocytes are 42. I mean, that's up 40%. And they just say, well, there's nothing here. Like I'm going to look for something else. Well, it's an energy sucker. So this is, is, Actually, it's in the medical literature. Let me show you this study. Okay, well, this is one of my favorite studies. I talk about it in the office all the time. The British Journal of Medical Practitioners. It says right here, chronic infections lead to neurobehavior. So your nerves behave differently. Neurodegenerative, they break down. They're not working right. So that's where some of these neurologic deficits come in. You know, you know tremors and shakes and restless leg syndrome and the beginnings of neuropathy. It can get inside of your brain and cause psychiatric problems, you know, anxiety, depression, cyclic mood disorders, obsessive compulsive disorders, a toughest deficit, and then fatiguing illness. So if your immune system is healthy, then you are healthy. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about the natural treatments for energy. I think there's about five causes. There's probably more, but five main causes. And we're talking about chronic infection. So, if you have a chronic viral infection, chicken, chicken pox, Epstein-Barr is probably the most common one, herpes uh, six or seven. Um, there's so many things that it just takes out the energy out of your system, but that's not the only cause of fatigue. I just think it's one of the more common ones. And really when we start talking about how can we help people with energy deficits, improve their immune system, treat the spleen and thymus, get vitamin C, help with the lymphatics. And so in previous presentations, we've talked about the lymphatic system and how using potassium and hydrochloric acid changes the ion structures in the lymph nodes. This was in that three years of hydrochloric acid study. It's one of the neatest natural ways to help clean the system, to stimulate the thymus gland, which is so important for white blood cell differentiation. And healthy thymus gland really helps with chronic infections. The other one that causes fatigue is anemia. So if you're bleeding internally or if women are having really heavy cycles or with men, a lot of times if they're having spontaneous nosebleeds, and of course that can happen with women too, or if they bump up against something and they bleed, if there's some type of bleeding condition, or if the bone marrow isn't helping the body to create red blood cells, you can get anemia and there can be microcytic anemia or macrocytic anemia, but it, it's hard to get energy to the muscles when the red blood cells aren't healthy. So not having red blood cells is literally contributing to just about everything that you've got going on. And I think it's really important to knowing that there's some healthy plant extract. So you want fat soluble chlorophyll really helps to build the blood. In my opinion, it's kind of like almost like we're getting a plant blood transfusion. Now that's a simplistic explanation. That's really not possible, but plants have chlorophyll in them that helps them to convert sunlight to energy. It has a magnesium center. Human blood has an iron center. So when you help someone to get 
that plant extract of chlorophyll, usually the magnesium drops off, the body can pull iron in, and it really helps the blood to be healthy. It's something that my grandfather taught my dad. My dad taught me. It's something we used in the office since about 1930. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's just a really nice way to help get energy inside the system. And this is your green leafy things, you know, uh, kale, spinach, and beets is a really nice uh, thing for that to be. Okay, so we've talked about two causes. Chronic viral infections, which is the white blood cell count is normal or decreased. The lymphocyte, which is the viral count, goes up. Then you want to help the immune system. So immune stimulating systems, particularly vitamin C is my favorite, but echinacea and garlic and elderberry and vitamin D3 and vitamin A and zinc all have things to do in that pathway. Then the next biggest cause of chronic fatigue is anemia levels. And if you don't have healthy blood, you can't be healthy. And then the next things are going to be is malnutrition. Now, I'm kind of embarrassed. I just recognized on my slide, I've got the end uh, weird over here. Sorry about that. Here it is. Just focus on the things. If we don't have healthy energy into the system, lack of good carbs or healthy sugars. Now, everybody thinks sugars are bad. And I agree, like man-made sugar, I'm not a big fan of. Artificial sweeteners, I'm not a big fan of. But things that like apples, raisins, uh, grapes, uh, whole oranges, I'm not a big fan of orange juice. Like those are so important to have as good energy. If we don't have the right sugars, like the, the brain, the nervous system's got to have sugar to function. So without having a little bit of carbs, the right carbs, healthy, natural, alive carbs, you're not going to function very well. And some people take it to the extreme. Now, that's not very many people because most people, they're also a consideration is they're not having good building blocks for protein. So there's 22 amino acids that code for protein. Eight of them are, are essential. 14 are non-essential. And so many times people have the eight, excuse me, they have the 14, they don't have the eight. So giving people a really good source of protein helps to get stamina, helps mental stamina, helps physical stamina. My favorite source is basically the sea conch. So there's, you know, the, the basically the thing that's inside of sea shells is almost pure protein. There's a company that extracts it. They, they basically draw dried powder of it. And it's like my favorite protein. To, to give people. Uh, pea protein's not too bad. I don't really like uh, soy and soy proteins and stuff like that, but, but there's some really important building blocks for protein. And then also making sure that you got to have fats. Now, when we talk about fats, I like, you know, things that are liquid at room temperature, unsaturated fatty acids are really, really good. And in the, also the absorption of fats. So a lot of times people are getting fat and they don't have soap for their system. Matter of fact, we did a show on this, that if you don't have the proper breakdown of fats, then you are not going to be very healthy. So that is uh, the third reason. Then malnutrition number two. Now, this is kind of a funny thing. And again, I apologize for my slide because I've got the N way over there. Okay. These are not necessarily nutritional things, but they're so important when people don't follow a schedule, like the body craves order. And so many times when people come into the office, when they're, they're going through their symptoms, what they're really trying to say is I've lost control. 
you know, I don't have control of my digestion. I don't have control of my headaches. I don't have control of my hormones. And then this is totally a play on words. Dihydrogen monoxide, which is two molecules of hydrogen and one molecule of oxygen. It's just water. It's just kind of a funny way to say it. And absolutely, I put it there on purpose because I want people to recognize like water is an essential nutrient. Now, we're not taught that in graduate school, in two doctoral programs, in my undergrad. Like no one was saying, hey, how long that water was an essential nutrient, but it is. When people don't have enough water, it's kind of like the Tin Man on the Wizard of Oz. They're rusty. They just don't have a lot of, of water. So with that being said, when I can get people on a schedule, get up at the same time, go to bed at the same time. I had a college student in the office on Monday and they're like, hey, wait a minute. I, got, I can't live that way. Like I'm not going to bed at you know, 10 o'clock on the weekends. And I'm like, well, here's what I would recommend. And I went to college for 11 years. So I know exactly what they're talking about. Can you just get up at the same time? Like if you're going to go and have a fun time with your friends on Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, whatever it is, I don't have an issue with that. But I just want you to get up at the same time and either make it through the day and go to bed earlier or take a nap. Like our society, I think, has kind of forgotten how important naps are. And so I think that's a really good thing. Now, moving on to the fourth cause of fatigue, it is uh, hormone imbalance. Now, there's a gazillion different hormones. I'm only going to use about two of them. Um, and, and so there's you know, estrogen, there's testosterone, there's thyroxin, there's, there's uh, cortisol, I mean, epinephrine, adrenaline, all of them. But the two that I want to talk about is adrenals, which is if you're well worn out adrenals, you can have cardiac fatigue or the thyroid. Now, I think those are the two kind of common ones to look at. And let me tell you guys how to evaluate these at home. Because I think there's a simple assessment that can really give you good information. So number one, let me get it on this side, I guess. Uh, back up. Okay. If you get your blood pressure lying down, you want your pulse rate to be, or blood pressure 120 over 80, pulse rate is 60 to 90. When you stand up, your blood pressure should go up, right? Because if you don't, all the blood runs from your head. And so you want your blood pressure to go up. It should go up six to 10 beats. They call this... Um, Raglan's test it was named after a medical doctor, Dr. Raglan, that wanted to know uh, basically how your hormones function. It's so easy to do and it's inexpensive. We, can, we always do this in the office, but we want everybody to uh, be able to do this at home. You just need a blood pressure cuff and, and one that records your pulse rate. So often what happens in chronic issues is people stand up and then the blood pressure doesn't go up because their heart's tired. So the pulse rate goes shooting up. And in really high cases, we call that POTS disease. It stands for postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So we don't like that when it goes up. So that's the issues of cardiac fatigue, adrenal exhaustion. It's easy to take a blood pressure lying and standing. Then there's a couple things that you could do for your heart. There's, there's heart nutrition. There's Hawthorne Berry. There's, um, you know, basically beef heart is a really good way to get some DNA building blocks inside your system. At least in my experience, that's a way to get um, health. We got to support the adrenal glands, which is zinc, and then the pituitary gland basically is telling everybody what to do. And so if they if they have a zinc deficiency, pituitary is off, adrenal is off. And then the other one that I really like is the Brodebard's temperature test. So another really, really smart medical physician, endocrinologist 
got frustrated with some of the conventional blood tests. He's like, look, it's the thyroid measures temperature. Who wants to take your temperature lying? Excuse me. When you get up in the morning, when I almost said lying down, I'm not, you don't want a lying temperature. Okay. Take your temperature, put a thermometer on the side of your bed. The first thing you just do when you wake up is to take your temperature. Now that's before you get up and go to the bathroom. Don't brush your, like just take the temperature. Ideal temperature should be between 97.7 and 98.6 degrees. And, um, and so many times people have low temperatures. This is kind of like washing your dishes with cold soapy water. Like it doesn't work as well if your temperature's not up. And he came up with this test to see if people had a subclinical or non-functional thyroid outside of a T3, T4, TSH. Easy thing to do at home. It's so important. We have forms at the office. It's inside of our, uh, our ebook that we're giving. It's probably going to be a couple hours late for us to put up our ebook. So if you go over to Dr. Jason Weiss.live where you can get all the resources, it's probably going to be up uh, in a couple hours. We were having some formatting stuff. It's great information. It's totally free, but it wasn't there when we, when we started uh, the program. Okay. Now, Here's how we can help people to be healthy. Like one thing, I think organ, you know, cellular extracts, organs are really good. You know, I was at a restaurant the other day and I said, what's your special? And they're like liver and onions. And I thought, man, I should probably eat that because there's so many good things in the liver. And I can't, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Like I don't, I, there's pill forms of it. You know, there's powderized beef liver extract and some of these other things that I think are really good to help get some of those essential nutrients in the system. Already I can hear someone say, well, hey, you know what? I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. There's different ways to get protein. I don't have any issues with that. It's just my experience has been that that's how people respond the most specifically when they're having some uh, protein deficiencies. Another thing that's really good for energy deficit is this. You get more water, get your body on a schedule. I talked about that a little bit already. And then the minerals, the 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 miracle mineral, in my opinion, is magnesium. Phosphorus gives you energy. That's what allows the little organelles inside of your cells, the mitochondria, to produce energy. They need phosphorus. I think selenium is a really important thing, but too much selenium is bad. Same thing with potassium. This is why I started, because potassium is so good for electrolyte balances and stuff like that. And in certain instances, I don't know if it's how hard it is to get a dietary overdose of potassium, but it can affect your heart. I think it's important to have a blood test to do that. And uh, so the minerals, then a couple herbals, and we're coming down to the end here. Astragalus, I love this stuff. Here it is. It enhances mental and physical performance, improves learning ability, improves resistance diseases such as cancer and diabetes. It's suspected. I don't want anybody saying, hey, uh, hasn't been FDA approved. Nope. This is just some observations and it may increase oxygen to the tissues. The next one is astragalus. Enhances mental physical performance, improves learning ability, uh, may improve immune system function. And then my favorite one for adrenal is bacopa. It helps to improve function, increase concentration. Now I just made these lists. These statements are based upon my clinical observation and clinical experience. And what I see is helping people. Do these herbs help everyone? They don't. Do they help a lot of people? They do. Now, if you'd like more information, just wanted to tell everybody, head over to drjasonwest.live. We have usually have a free ebook over there. We have a replay. It takes us about an hour after we get, uh, we get the program to get everything up. 
that is our program for tonight, you guys. It's about energy deficits. Join me next week. We're going to do keep hammering on this theme of more energy deficits. I'm Dr. Jason West, and we'll see you guys on the next broadcast.